Hi, I'm Taylor. I'm a student and a host of this podcast. Welcome to the Tay Talks podcast, a weekly conversation about wellness, life, travel, and healing. Thank you for joining me along my journey. You can catch me living my best life and being unapologetically me on Instagram at Tay Talks or by visiting my site, justtaytalks.com. Trigger warning, trauma, sexual violence, relationship abuse, intimate partner violence, mental health. This podcast discusses trauma, but should not be seen as a substitute for professional help. This is solely from my own personal experiences and views. topic is going to be about gaslighting. Gaslighting can be one of the most dangerous and and impactful manipulation tactics in toxic or abusive or unhealthy relationships. It changes your perception, your reality, your way of thinking. And I can personally speak on this experience because it happened to me. It happened and I didn't even realize it was happening. It took several months Um, for me to understand what was happening and once I was removed from my unhealthy relationship that was when I really saw it I saw the way I was being gaslighted you know I had friends who were telling me stop letting him gaslight you like do do something say something and it's kind of crazy now when I think about (sighs) just how I've been living my life after like I I talk about this a lot the the way you live life after trauma is very very um strange uh I it's like I have to unlearn all of these unhealthy things all these projections that were placed on me all of this pressure that was placed on me nasty mean things that were said to me I have to reprogram my brain essentially and to remind myself that I'm not in my past and that these things were not okay so I'm going to go into a little bit more about um what gaslighting is where do we see it um what are the signs what does it sound like and definitely share a little bit more about my own personal experience um and go from there So gaslighting is a form of psychological and emotional abuse, and it involves manipulating another um, person into doubting or disbelieving their experiences, their feelings, their perception of reality, and even their sanity. We can see gaslighting with interpersonal relationships. So in relationships, whether that be intimate or friendships 
also with your teammates, with coworkers, um, with your family. We can also see gaslighting on a societal level between politicians and civilians. Um, a main example of gaslighting is the is the election, the recent election, um, presidential election that we had here in the U.S. You can see different um, different cases and scenarios. You can also see with the Black Lives Matter movement the same way that civilians get gaslit by politicians. In this episode, I'm unpacking gaslighting in relationships and my own personal experiences. And I hope that you find this information useful, um, but, but also know that if you are experiencing this, that there are resources to help you. And I encourage you to seek those resources, whether you're a student on a university or a high school campus. Uh, there are free resources posted on my Instagram page at Taytalks and um, various other uh, organizations and programs so that you can learn more about this, read some books, talk to people that study this and that work through this. I'm fortunate enough to get to work through my trauma and work through my abuse with my therapist and who's licensed to be able to talk to me about this and who is educated on intimate partner violence. Um, but know that there are resources available. So how do, you, how do you know what's happening? What are the signs? How do we recognize it? So one main thing is thinking everything is your fault. Now, I now see, uh, you know, just reflecting, and I've shared stories how I used to apologize a lot, a lot, so much. You know, if the person was upset or they were mad when they ghosted me or when they would ignore me and dismiss my feelings, I would apologize. And I would say, like, I'm so sorry we got into a fight. Um, how can we make this better? Blah, 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 blah. That is gaslighting. That's manipulation. So next point is apologizing more frequently, as I just said. Kind of like apologizing for no reason. Um, you know, accepting your behavior and accepting um, responsibility is one thing, but over-apologizing is another. Gift-giving. Um, doing something nice uh, is great, right? You know, thinking about that person, but it's when you do something nice after a fight or an argument and you start apologizing more frequently. And this is without acknowledging that feelings have been hurt or individuals are upset that their feelings are there. So this might be, you know, person B as the abuser is dismissing person's, person A's, excuse me, their feelings. But person A is apologizing and like trying to make everything nice by providing gifts, by doing things to make person B happy, right? And this is where we get into that, that uh, question of abuse of emotional and physical because person A might be wanting to just make person B happy so that person B doesn't retaliate and yell at person A or um, hits or um, violently violently violates, excuse me, person A, right? So we see that a lot in in these types of cases that person A just wants everything to be okay, right? We see it a lot in survivors being afraid to leave 
because maybe leaving that abuse may not be so good for them in terms of their safety. If they leave, they might get hurt. They might get hit. They might be, you know, if they have a family, they might be restricted from their home or um, from their children, right? Uh, from their from their extended family, they might be, you know, killed. Like, these are real issues. So just, I mean, I'm kind of going all over the place, but I want to give examples. Okay, so next is compulsively worrying that you are interpreting things wrong. And then thinking that everything is, like, about their life and you don't you don't worry about yours like you you don't think about okay how is this going to make person a feel how is this going to make me feel you know you don't you're only focused on person b and we talk about in a couple of uh posts ago with uh our wave we talked about a healthy relationship is a balance, right? It's equal. It's both partners caring and nurturing and loving each other and listening to each other and caring for each other. It shouldn't just be all about one individual. It should be a mutual um, understanding. Another um, example is that their words don't match their actions. So this is a common one also. They might be telling you something, but their actions are you know, doing something else. Or vice versa. Their actions are um, showing you something, right? But their their mouths are saying something different. You can also feel confused about memory. Um, for me, that is something that I have definitely struggled with. There are a lot of parts that I, I'm unsure. And a lot of it, you know, unfortunately what happens is I end up blaming myself. I end up victim blaming. You know, it's a real thing. And caught myself doing that in therapy last week. Um, and yeah, you're, uh, yeah. So that's another, more more on that on story time. Um, And then lastly, they place their blame on you. So they shift away the focus from themselves. So again, this goes back to, a unhealthy pattern is deflecting responsibility, right? But a healthy behavior is accepting responsibility. And if I'm person A and I'm telling person B about my feelings and the way I was hurt and what I shared and person B dismisses me and dismisses my feelings and places it on me like, okay, well, it was your fault that you did this and da-da-da-da, then that right there, that's how you know, you're gaslighted. The person is not acknowledging your feelings and instead they are reverting the situation to be reflected onto you. So what does it sound like? I always like this one because ah, it's a reflection of what I used to hear. You're so crazy. You're being dramatic. Why can't you just let that go and move on? It's not that deep. You're making it a big deal. Do you really think that little of me?
So how do we deal with this? Well, if you're able to remove yourself from the situation in a safe and healthy manner, that is my first, first piece of advice. I'm telling you, y'all, once I remove myself from the, the intimacy of our relationship and only focused on the business, I saw so clearly how much I was being gaslighted and even gaslighted in terms of the business. And I really do believe that love, love is blind. I, I shared a post about this, you know, in the beginning of my podcast journey. Love can make you feel like you have sunglasses on and the reflection is just so bright that you can't see. Right? Infatuation can make you feel, you know, miss the signs. Being inseparable with someone, caring about someone, having this emotional, intimate, and deep connection with someone. Yeah. All you see is the good, but you don't see the bad. And that's why I thank my friends, the people who were around me, who saw how much pain I was in, who saw how sad I was, who saw how angry I was, who saw how lost I was. Because without them, honestly, I don't think that I would have, I would have seen this. I would have still been trapped. So if you can remove yourself, remove yourself. The second is distance. Um, Taking a space, a space break or a cleanse is super helpful. I did this quite often, um, and I think it it allowed independence, and I, I mentioned before that when I was involved with this person, I couldn't be myself. I couldn't be me. I couldn't, couldn't be Tay. I couldn't be Taylor. Like, I couldn't, I, I couldn't be free, and I would take these cleanses, maybe, I mean, they're probably like two or three days and maybe a little bit more and it was my time to just be myself be my friends like just really focus on who I am I also want to just acknowledge and remind everyone that if you are going through this or you know a friend that's going through this your feelings are valid they are so extremely valid how you feel is how you feel, right? If you feel like someone was, is hurting you emotionally, physically, mentally, that's what you feel, right? If you feel like someone was being rude or, or you're feeling upset or you're feeling happy, like whatever it is that you're feeling, you have the right to feel. And I encourage everyone to process those feelings because if you don't, you're going to feel them elsewhere, and I'm learning that now as someone who doesn't like talking about feelings and doesn't like talking about emotions, I feel it now, right? And I think along my healing journey, I've definitely have been more expressive and more affectionate and learning to feel everything that I felt um, growing up, now in my adult life. But feel, feel your feelings, like feel those feelings. And lastly, set boundaries. I now know so much about boundary setting, right? A simple no is a boundary. I'm not comfortable with this is a boundary. And that individual needs to respect that. 
And when they don't, that is a violation of your boundary. Several of my boundaries were violated by this person. Several. And I think it's really important that you set boundaries. And if people don't respect those boundaries, walk away. I'm so glad that I have the courage and the the support to walk away right now. Whatever comes my way, and if I've set those boundaries, right, I'm involved with someone new and they don't respect those boundaries, that's it, I'm done. I know who I am and I know that my boundaries matter. I know that my voice matters and I know that my feelings matter. Now, if you asked me this, you know, previously, I would have said, probably would have laughed, you know, like, how, how can I walk away? Like, I've tried. I tried. I tried several times to walk away. And it was really hard, right? It, it was so hard that the individual kept contacting me when I just wanted space. So boundary setting is really hard, but I think that if we are able to acknowledge our feelings and acknowledge who we are and acknowledge our wants and needs, it gets a little bit easier to set those boundaries and to walk away. So I mentioned earlier in the beginning of this episode that gaslighting impacts you, right? It can impact you emotionally, psychologically, and physically, both on a long-term and a short-term basis. We see the aftermath of gaslighting that survivors are often constantly apologizing or even people-pleasing. They second-guess their experience and they become more anxious and worrisome of you know making decisions there's a decrease in confidence and there's a lack of self-trust now i've experienced all of those things and still experience that which is why i am sharing that with you all today um you know that's it's hard it's really hard when you are trying to get involved with someone new and you behave the way that you, and I hate saying this, but the way you were trained to behave with your your abuser. Because um, that's what it feels like for me. It feels like I have to reprogram my brain. I lost so much confidence when my boundaries were violated. So much that I... I didn't even recognize myself so much that I isolated myself and only wanted to keep a small circle around me. And yes, that was me protecting myself. But for a while, the girl that was in the mirror, I didn't recognize her. For a while, I did place blame on her. For a while, I felt like I disappointed little Taylor. But today, today, I am making little Taylor so proud. Today, I'm giving her love. 
Today I'm showing up for her. Today I'm showing up for all those voices that were silenced, including mine. Today I'm showing up. Gaslighting sucks. It really does. And I wish there was another word that I can use besides sucks because I'm a grown adult and, you know, I feel like I could use a a more uh, better vocabulary, but this sucks. Like, I can't, (laughs) I'm laughing because I can't even, I still to this day can't wrap my head around how much I was manipulated. And now, like I said, Taking those steps to retrust myself, to retrust others, it's scary. And if you want to learn more about trusting and how to navigate that space, um, check out my uh, Instagram post at Tay Talks or at Our Wave Stories. Um, we did a collab on this, um, trusting after sexual violence. And I think in general, this goes for just trust after trauma. So, I just want to end with sharing that it's okay. And that, you know, it's okay, but it's not okay. But it's okay because you will get through it. And if someone asked me this a couple months back, I would have said, Hell no. You're freaking crazy. No way am I going to get out of this. But here I am recording this podcast telling you that you are so loved, that you are so supported. Wherever you are, you are loved. Know that. Know that there's someone else in this world that, ex- that is experiencing something just like you. And I think that that's why I, I really believe in storytelling. And I really believe in the, in the power of a podcast. Because, because I wouldn't be here if I didn't see and hear that other story. And realizing, wow, that happened to me too. And I'm not alone. Wouldn't be here today without my support system, absolutely. But I wouldn't be able to feel confident in my story without talking to other survivors, without feeling like I'm crazy and my thoughts are everywhere and no one is going to believe me. Being able to... to find those other survivors and to just talk. My first disclosure experience. I was so supported. I, you know, I was talking and I was like, okay, no one's going to understand me. No one's going to get it. Sure enough, people got it. People were so incredibly awesome in validating my emotions and my experiences something that I never was able to get before, right? I tell you that gaslighting is like this, this feeling of being trained, conditioned. Well, in my previous relationship, that's what it was. My feelings weren't heard. My feelings didn't matter. 
My voice didn't matter. I was dismissed. I was ignored. It was all about that person. Never about me. Never a balance. Everything was about them and their needs. And now navigating this space, reclaiming my power, it's about Tay. It's about empowering Tay. It's about showing up for little Taylor and giving her love and letting her feel all the emotions that she has because she has them. It's raising my voice and it's lifting up others. It's coming together and providing a safe space. And, it, and it's sharing my damn story because it's mine. It's my experience and no one else's. And no one can tell me otherwise. So when I tell you that gaslighting can affect one's confidence, hell yeah, it can. But I'm telling you right now that yes, it did affect my confidence, but now it doesn't anymore. I'm here to tell you that you will get out of this. You will be the best version of yourself. And I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. Good things are happening. Good things are coming your way. And there are resources here. So take time for yourself. Practice some self-love. Practice some self-care. Shine bright and don't let anyone dim your light. Thanks for tuning into Tay Talks this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode and be sure to tune in next week. If you have any updates, advice, stories, any tea you want to share with me, feel free to follow me at Tay Talks on Instagram and send me your messages. Stay safe.